Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. Um, this week we are on season three still and we're on episode 13 and I'm going to take you to a beautiful island um, just across from Africa called Fuerteventura. It's kind of funny because it's like Fuerte Aventura, like, you know, strong adventure in Spanish, which is like, it is an amazing place. I've been there a couple of times and um, oh, it's just something pe- you can just keep going back to because it's just divine. Like there's just endless beaches, lagoons, um, sand dunes, um, just the scenery, mountains, and you can do kite surfing, windsurfing, surfing, normal surfing, swimming, snorkeling. It's an amazing place. It is so amazing. Um, so let's head there today. And I'll also um, tell you a bit about a little adventure I went on up in Wicklow. Um, after my um, gig up in Dublin, I did a, a speech on um, International Women's Day. So I just took advantage of the time up there in the ancient east to explore a bit of Wicklow because it's so amazing. <clears throat> so I'll tell you where he went there. And um, yeah, so let's get going. And as a starter, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there who's listening. Um, if you could help me out by subscribing or sharing the episode, or if you can become a patron, that would be amazing to support me with the podcast um, it is an important part of my work during the week and takes up a lot of time. So I'd love for you to support me on there. Um, and that's patreon.com slash catch Kate. Um, so thank you so much uh, for everybody who's continually supporting. And I hope to meet more of you. And um, yes, let's get going on the adventure. So one of the most beautiful places in Fuerteventura is Coralejo National Park and um, they have a flag beach just nearby as well and just full of surfers, kite surfing, amazing sand dunes, like amazing. Um, And again, you can actually go there, you can either walk around there for the day and just observe the beauty and the scenery of nature or you can even do like a buggy tour um, if you kind of want a bit more excitement, um, they do have them as well. And um, you can actually visit kind of the volcanic area as well, which is really cool. Um, another really, really, so like there's like Fort Antora is full of lagoons with the most amazing colours like turquoise, blues. It's just such an amazing island and full of like you can go full of marine life as well. Um, but one place um, you can go to, there's like Playa Concha and there's just pure turquoise water and it's super quiet there. It's away from the big resorts and just like just totally worth it um, to visit the quieter areas. Um, another thing we did when we were there was we booked a catamaran um, 
so we kind of like drove on a bus through all the sand dunes it really feels like you're in the desert and you kind of are because you're so close to Africa you know and I remember it being super windy and just the sand blowing up in the air and you're kind of like where am I you know like you know because you're so close to Africa um and I suppose back millennia or millions of years ago um you know that would have been part of the African continent so it's quite unique in terms of its um, landscapes and biodiversity, you know. So another place you can go to is Lobos Island and you can actually see it from uh, the the main island. Um, but we, we had a catamaran and the island is actually uninhabited and there's loads of coves there, loads of lagoons again. And um, we actually went out in the middle of the ocean and got to do like snorkeling um so amazing like so amazing all the fish there and then like getting back on the boat and just eating like watermelon and melons and pineapples and oh it's just amazing I'm like I want to be there now um but just such a good day and so refreshing like coming back then onto the boat and and taking um the journey back um so on that actual day as well, I remember we went to um, the Oasis Park, which is actually an animal park in Fort Ventura. And it actually has a birds of prey kind of area. So they have all these birds of prey, hawks and eagles and all sorts. And I remember like I was called up to like put on this glove and this big huge kind of thick glove and put my arm out and just this massive hawk come down like onto my arm I was like whoa like such a fright you know um but like they're so like their eyesight they're just impeccable species um and just amazing to see the birds above your head like swooping down and um yeah super cool I've never done it ever again since um it was kind of the only time I did it um, but it was really, it was a really good experience. Um, and another thing in that park, they had loads of gardens and they had like a super large cactus garden, like massive cacti. Um, so you have to really be careful walking along because they can like pinch you, <laughs> kind of like in Mexico. Um, where else now? There was another lagoon actually, um, Sotavento. And it's actually the one where you can buy like the postcards in the shops. Like you'll see the picture of it, this turquoise. Oh, like, I don't even know how to explain the blues in it. Uh, kind of bluey greens, just so gorgeous. And it's like top, top natural attraction in the whole island. Um, and they have like uh, championships there every year for like windsurfing. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, definitely worth a visit and like if you can borrow a snorkel or something like that so amazing um another like a uh, cool thing to do there is like cave exploring um so they have like the ahui caves a j u y you can look them up and there's like a series of caves there just put on your trekking shoes or your closed shoes and you can just wander inside in them and just find like all sorts in there like cave formations stalactites maybe and like 
species if you have like a snorkel again you could just pop into the water in the cave and have a look around and just get lost in the the density of it you know um and there's another spot as well with cool caves um puertito de las molinas and it's actually a little it's kind of looks like a little village um outside kind of the main areas uh, of the island very far out but there's actually a few houses there but they're normally empty like they're only there's only people there really in the summer um but again on the low tide you can actually go wandering and um yeah just just get lost in the caves and you could even like if you were feeling adventurous and you could um ask a local um you can actually like jump off into the water on the high tide and just kind of have a bit of fun as well you know Another cool place you can go to if the weather does turn, um, they have a salt museum. So again, um, kind of like Bolivia, you know, like they would have been extracting salt and uh, mining it and um, yeah, just taking it from the earth. And again, like when you have like bits of lake water as well, you can get the minerals, you can put it on your face. Well, depending what you want to do, but... I see it as having loads of minerals, so good for your skin and your body. Um, so you can head there. Um, like Fertinador is endless with the amount of things you can do. Um, then there's another place, Faro de la Entalada, which is like a lighthouse. And you can go up there. It's quite difficult to get up there. Like you might need to like rent a bike or a car or something, but the roads are really winding. And um, you can actually get a view over to Africa if it's a really bright day which is actually super cool um <clears throat> so that's definitely uh something like outside of the main tourist areas that you can go up to and it's uh definitely worthwhile another thing i did there was take um a boat over to lanzarote um on a day trip and it was super cool like the boat had like a bottom deck um like glass so like as we were going over, we could see all of the coral below the ship and into all like the fish. And it was actually amazing. Like I was like, whoa, you know, like why aren't all boats like this? You could see everything underwater. Um, super cool. I just stayed glued to the end of the boat the whole time watching the marine life. Um yeah, and then just went over to Lanzarote and you can just um, kind of walk up the marina and go around the town and try like the different kind of artisan shops um, and yeah, just soak it up having a new island and to explore, you know, and as well, I suppose you could be like, I went to Lanzarote <laughs> um, for a day, but it was definitely, um, definitely worth it to venture out in the boat and experience another island and another feel another bit of uh vibrancy um and for anybody who loves hiking um there is a place where you can hike up to called pico de la Sara, salsa yeah my spanish um so there's a hike out there in Fuerteventura and you can actually well you'd you'd have to go early in the morning like that's always the best thing in the hot countries because like there's barely any shade up there so you'd have to start super early and um loads of SPF and water because yeah it can be um 
it can be very like draining on the body like in that heat so you have to leave really early um and get up there and see the views around the island and um yeah some good training shoes as well so like there's endless endless things to do in Fuerteventura between snorkeling in the lagoons try surfing try kite surfing windsurfing the birds of prey um go out in a boat and a catamaran go snorkeling visit los lobos um the salt museum um the lighthouse go over to lanzarote there's so much to do there it's amazing there um look it up online some of the photos of even the mountains there on some of the beaches are just incredible it's an amazing place so guys that was Lanzarote or that that was uh, Fuerteventura <laughs> apologies um I want to tell you a bit about now um where I ventured to during the week because it was just amazing and you have to add it to your bucket list so I went up on um International Women's Day to Dublin Dublin very exciting um actually it was just a bit stressful going in there because like the car park and the lanes and the city and the traffic. I was like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. But I got there in the end, thank God. And I went up to speak for um, Gals Gone Wild. It's an outdoor women's adventure company. Like she organises hikes all around Ireland and abroad as well. Like they're going to be going to Patagonia. They're going to go to um, Kilimanjaro. Um, so... And it's all for women like and 99% who go to any of the events are actually going alone and they're women. So it's an amazing company, like it's an amazing community for empowerment and female leadership and just going it solo. So I was so delighted to actually go up and speak to all of these women, about 60 odd women, about my book, my journey, everything I'm doing for the earth and just raising awareness and giving back and... It was just amazing to have such um, applause from all of the girls there and um, admiration of my work. Like I've, I appreciated it so much and just to stand in front of them as myself and to be so accepted. Like because when you're doing your own thing, like writing a book, doing a podcast, going your own way, paving your own road, like it takes an enormous amount of courage because your ego is constantly like, you know, don't do that. That's not safe. You're going to be judged. You might be rejected. You might be, you know, so it takes a lot of overcoming um, to get to the point where like you're, you're out, like I'm out here on my own, like, like talking and giving, you know, speeches and all that. And it's, it can be scary, you know, like, and yeah, it can be really scary. So anybody who's out there, you know, thinking about going their own road or their own path like just do it because on the opposite side of that fear is immense bliss and freedom like I just couldn't have been more grateful that night for all the responses people bought my books um today I have to post a couple of more books I'm just so delighted and my prints as well like a massive interest in it so I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you if anybody's listening there just for like coming to that event and and um, just sharing and just chatting with all the women there. It was amazing. And everybody the same vibe, loving the outdoors, loving 
loving life, loving nature, you know, so really good. And as well, we got to watch these adventure movies of women in the outdoors, like women climbing Kilimanjaro with like bags on their head. And and um, we watched a female surfer in Sri Lanka be the first woman to um, compete. I watched like pregnant women climbing rocks in the US and being super strong. And then like other girls going camping and in the wilderness and mountain biking who were suffering with anxiety and panic attack and it was just amazing because like we're all like going through stuff we're all going through we all get negative emotions and anxiety and all those sorts of things so it's just like nature is there to serve us to help us to allow us to feel that freedom and get rid of all that you know ickiness you know um but yeah, just a thanks for me for anybody who supported me that night. It's so appreciated. Um, so after the event then, oh, we actually had a swap shop at the event as well. So people brought in like different pieces of clothing and you got to like swap it with somebody, um, which was amazing again. Again, like not purchasing new things. And um, it was just a great night. It was such a great night. So the next day I ventured off into Wicklow. I was like, I'm not going back home now without like looking at some amazing natural site. So went off into Wicklow, um, drive driving through kind of near Glendalock, um, and I was looking up online waterfalls and I found one um in the Devil's Glen. And I, when I read about the Devil's Glen I was like, whoa, this place looks super cool. Um it was like this old glacial valley and it was absolutely stunning. Now it was lashing rain. It was so lashing. I was the only car in the car park. And I honestly was like, oh God. And I was like, is this even safe? But like, I would never have that thought before, but like I did, it did cross my mind. Um, so I got out, I had clothes on me and I had spare clothes in the car and kind of like, uh, like a blanket. And I was like, look, if I get wet, at least I have the blanket there. But I did get wet, I got soaked. And I went down like through this kind of trail and um, walking along and just like, like at first there was just this really tall like evergreens, like super dark bark. And I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, And then I got to a point where there was like this massive ridged valley full of just loads of evergreens again, but just amazing sight. And then the rain was falling and there was like these arched kind of rock caves you'd kind of walk under. And then they also had like these windows built onto the trees. Like somebody had nailed in a kind of like a win and like a, a viewpoint, kind of like where there was an open window and you could look through onto the huge like dipped valley. And it was just amazing. There was all this mist coming up and l- so much rain, like so much rain. And I could hear the water from the base, the valley in the center. And I was like, oh my God, where is this water? Like I needed to get to it. So I kept walking and walking and walking and just feeling just so much peace and freedom there. And then I came across this waterfall and I was like, is this the waterfall? But it was actually a smaller waterfall. And this huge tree that had fallen that was like cut because obviously people couldn't walk through the path. So like parts of it were like chopped. It was this massive tree. Um, and then I just just admiring the waterfall and all the ferns on either side. And I was like, whoa, it was just glorious to view it. Um, so then I continued on after having a little moment, like climbing in the rocks in the waterfall and standing in it without getting wet. Gorgeous though, like all the ferns around it. I was like, this is just amazing. Um, 
so then I ventured on upwards to the kind of I could hear the big waterfall but I just couldn't see it so I kept walking further and further and further and I was getting more wet and more wet in my body I was like oh my god I can feel it getting to my skin um but I eventually got up to this point and I could see like a bigger wide opening uh river and the river was fierce because of all the rain and I was like wow this is so gorgeous and I was eventually at the end of the valley in the middle and I went on towards um where the waterfall was falling and I climbed up the rocks and it was a bit slippy and slimy and I stood up on this ridged rock and I was like whoa it was just massive and ferocious just immense velocity it was just like like I couldn't even hear my own self I had no thoughts up there because it was so powerful it was so powerful and I did these like deep belly breaths up there just to really soak it in I closed my eyes I could hear all the sounds of the water just it was just it was like from walking from the start of the forest journey like little droplets kind of dripping down and then I'd meet the first waterfall and it was a little bit like of a river a little bit little bit heavy and then I got to this part then there was the big open river at the the center of the valley which was like you know there was a lot of water in there and then I got to the waterfall and it was just like boom like massive sound off of it massive so it was like this huge build-up going through it and it was just so beautiful to experience and as well having been up in the Dublin city and doing the event um and meeting all the people which was all amazing it was so good for me to get in there and actually just re-energize my whole body again after like um after all the travel and everything you know um and living the kind of quiet life that I do um so good that if we do get drained that we can come back up again um and it was just so amazing I wanted to stay there forever but then I could feel the wetness coming into my arms and I was like oh my god everything is soaking um but I just I think I'm trying to think what's the name of the waterfall it might be Glen McNass, but I'm not actually fully sure, but it's in the Devil's Glen. Amazing place. Um, so, yeah, so then afterwards I kind of like stepped off that vertical rock and um, kind of climbed a little bit further up the waterfall and had another little spot where I did some breathing. And then I eventually kind of climbed back, but it was just so slippy, slimy. I was like, this is not safe, but sure. I was grand afterwards. It was all fine. So I kind of ventured back anyway, then uh, walking back and I've observed the other waterfalls and I met two people in the whole journey there. Two people, that was all. Um, I'd say it was like a couple of hours. It wasn't too long at all. It was actually very doable, very gentle, very easy. And I made my way back then towards the car and sure, I was absolutely drenched every part of me. I had to put on the rug on me and I had to change my clothes and just get dry and warm. And then I made my way back down like towards Cork, but I had to go through all of Wexford and Waterford. So I had to go home a totally different way, which took me like a good few extra hours. And because there was so much rain, like it was so dangerous on the road, like I had to... um really drive slow and just pay attention but it was like super tiring trying to get back um but it was like so worth it to just have that a bit of exploration rather than just going to Dublin city um so I definitely definitely would add the Devil's Glen to your bucket list and take a venture up there because Glendalough and Wicklow is just amazing 
I was up there another time as well and I hiked up to Loch Tay. It They call it kind of like the Guinness Lake because there's like, I don't know, is it like the shape of Guinness or something like that? But it's amazing as well. Beautiful hike, all trees everywhere. It's just so gorgeous. And um, yeah, just an amazing place. I'm trying to think, there was somewhere else I was as well. Oh, Powers Court Waterfall, which is another massive waterfall um, amidst woodland and absolutely beautiful as well. Another um, little adventure I went on as well, um, might be helpful to any residents around Cork, um, was a place called Rocky Bay. Um, kind of westish of Cork, but it's actually like a super beautiful beach, like it looks small when you get there, small little car park and very tight, um, a little river running down the centre of it. But the trick is, um, if you go towards the right on the beach, there's these beautiful big caves, amazing caves. And you can actually go into them. They're super deep and long and they're amazing. But I actually went there when it was on low tide and ventured off to the right and did a lot of like walking along there and I came across the most amazingly coloured rainbow stones I've ever seen like absolutely beautiful like the stones were like pink orange yellow like I all this I wanted to take all the stones home I was like oh my god they were just gorgeous like I, I actually had to kneel down and look really closely at them because it was like there was like these rainbows going through them or something. They were all like really pinky, a lot of sandstone there. But like I was looking up even at the cliffs and where they'd fallen from. And I just, I was like, I've never seen rocks like this before. Like they were, go maybe in the science lab in college, but they were absolutely stunning. Um, so yeah, if you ever get a chance to go there, go and look at all them rocks. Because you're just walking along, like and obviously you have to look at the ground because it's very rocky. And you're just like, what? How are all these rocks so beautiful? They're not like your average rocks that are grey or brown. They're just pink and red and yellow and orange and just super cute. Um, I actually found like a lovely love heart one and I've, I actually did take that one for a little souvenir. But anyway, I'd like to just kind of finish up today after all those adventures um, to tell you about a book I got, which is called The Only Thing That Matters um, by Donald Walsh. Um, it's a lot to do with like the mind and the soul and the body. But I just wanted to read a tiny bit here. Um, so bear with me. Um, it is impossible for the human mind to hold at one time all of the knowledge held by the soul. As marvellous and sophisticated as the mind's circuitry is, those circuits would fry if they were exposed in one single instant to the sum of what the soul knows. It would be like attempting to direct all the electricity serving your house to a single outlet, like trying to absorb the ocean with a sponge. Yet suppose that sponge was wrung out at least a bit every so often, releasing some of the water that it was holding, then it could continue sopping up the ocean. This is a simplistic allegory of how the mind works. The mind's capacity is finite. The soul's source is infinite. The mind's sponge can access the soul's knowledge and can really sop it up, but can retain only so much at one time. If there's too much input, the mind must wring itself out to avoid being overloaded. Hence, the mind forgets some of what it once knew. This is exactly what has been happening with you.
The process in which you are now engaged is a process of retrieving what the mind has forgotten of what it knew. For this reason, much of what you are now being told will seem like stuff you've always known. It would feel as if there's little new here and yet the renewal of your remembering will bring the mind, will bring to mind information that's good to have. And that is another way your mind works. It knows what information you now need, what data you require in this moment and it can reach into its millions of memories and retrieve it, calling it forward exactly when you need it. History is replete with stories of veritable geniuses, Einstein, Edison, who couldn't find their own glasses. The file labelled glasses location has been closed. They could find the keys to the universe, but they couldn't find the keys to their own house. Such a person is often called absent-minded, and that is a perfect description. Certain data is absent from their mind, so that other data, data which they judge to be far more important, can be accommodated there. And so it is that. The more you remember, the more you'll forget. And how this shows up in your life, how it affects your day-to-day functioning, will depend on what data you choose to retain. If you decide that the latest sports scores or the plotline and character names of the latest hit movie help you with the newest video game, video game are more important than the whisperings of your soul, then that is the data you will hold on to. And that is the wisdom of your soul will barely be heard. It will be much less retained. You determine the quality of your life by what you pay attention to. It is precisely because the mind's capacity is finite and the soul's is infinite. The mind brings in the soul's knowledge one lifetime after another, gradually turning it into experience, then storing it as knowledge, as memories within the mind, a mind which travels with the soul lifetime after lifetime. When a person's mind retrieves data from a previous lifetime, that person is often called a prodigy, demonstrating skills and abilities, wisdom and insight far beyond what present life experience would seemingly render possible. So that's just a little bit about the mind and the soul. It's very powerful. The book is very powerful. And it's just a remembering of who we actually are. Like our mind does, you know, only so much and can know so much and can limit us and can project things and can tell us negative stories about ourselves. And there's a collective mind that we all share, like we're all having the same thoughts, really. Um, but there's your soul, which is massive, infinite, ever-expanding awareness, can access everything it needs to access, is a state of pure love, pure knowing, pure joy. And that's always there and it's always expanding, it's always accessible. So whenever you're in the ego state, just know that your soul is there and it already knows who you are. And I suppose it's just a reminder to all of us like that, we have that power within us. And the more you fill your head with nonsense, the more that's going to kind of what will be retrieved there will be that but if you like loosen your life a bit up like stop paying so much attention to whatever's on the news the tv the the negative things the wrong kind of accounts online following like get rid of all that noise your soul actually can expand in a way that's just so blissful like it has that space and there's no noise and there's no negative it can go like bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah I haven't watched telly or radio or any of that stuff for a long, long, long time. I just wouldn't even put it near my mind because I know my soul wants expansion and 
you know, like all the beautiful things. So we can choose what we pay attention to. So I hope that helps you. And let me know if um, if you've enjoyed it, um, the little excerpt and the book and all the adventures. Um, yeah, um, I have to get to the post office soon before um, shops shut and get some books posted before the weekend. And if you do want a book, you can head to my website and get one there and support me on my journey and my conservation work. Or if not, um, I would love to get some support as a patron to support this podcast, the making of it. It's an important, valuable part of my week. And um, I'd really appreciate the monetary support um, so I can further my bee expansion. Um, So thank you, everybody, for listening today. Let me know if you liked the episode, if you've gone on any of these places. And um, have a wonderful day. Have an amazing weekend. And don't ever hesitate to get in touch. Ciao.